Hey, welcome to Tech Lido. This podcast is basically the everyday stuff an average person thinks about, raw and honest, filled with humor and wit. We chat about creativity, leadership, entrepreneurship, failure and success. Things which needs deep discussions but lighter moments. So it's me Kazim joined by some amazing industry experts friends occasionally to talk about some great topics that we otherwise don't discuss in a candid manner. Every Sunday a new episode. So, I would love you all to join me. Okay. Hey Zeev, welcome to Tech Lido. Uh it's finally good to connect with you. I'm glad that you finally made it. So welcome welcome to this episode where we're going to have fun talking about customer success your journey in apps flyer uh your your your, uh, your role and what it means to uh, be in uh, one of the unicorn companies so thank you for doing this thank you for having me well uh let's 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 start with okay let's let's start on your journey with apps flyer right um if you want to talk about how it all started uh how you how you became part of the apps flyer family and all of that stuff yeah so i've been in telecommunications in different roles mainly post sale roles in uh, different companies and uh, at some point in my career around uh, you know 2013 i i really wanted to get uh, into uh internet mobile something around that that space and i i looked for companies and uh, one day i uh, saw on facebook that uh, one of my previous colleagues in another company is now a ceo in a startup and uh, i reached out to him on the facebook messenger and he said i i i said i want to be a product manager he said i'm hiring a customer success manager do you want to meet and we met and then after uh, you know 6 7 interviews uh, the drill uh, i joined the company <laughs> i actually i had two options i had an option of a company that did uh, video caching video acceleration uh, for smart tvs and that company and appsfire and uh, i i went with the one that was uh, not not the best offer not the not the, the best uh, compensation but I I felt uh it was a very uh, interesting company I I felt the culture uh I knew the people uh, a bit uh, and and of course the CEO a lot um and then I must say and I I I always touch about that but when I joined before I started I didn't understand what the what the product does <laughs> Yeah today today I must tell you that uh when I uh speak with people about their career and when they go and interview in a companies and they ask for my advice I always tell them you must understand the product you must understand the end users you must understand for in customer success you must understand who you are going to work with and what what are they are they devops are they developers are they marketeers are they uh, uh hr people it's really really uh, important to know uh the product the culture and we are going to work with on the other side mm-hmm. and and uh, uh how's how's it um how was the journey after you got into appsflyer uh how the things oh it was it was spectacular it was nothing but spectacular uh 
you know, in, in, in the end, um, when you think about it, uh, seven years uh, ago, um, we, we were in Evan. Uh, the product market fit was at maximum and we got inbound, inbound demand uh, um, the inbound demand was so strong that we just needed to continue the execution, how to get leads in, uh, work with product, uh, iterate the product. And uh, it's pretty much the journey of seven years. And then, you know, it's, it's just lots of points. You grow up and you build the sales team and you build the marketing team. And not me, but the company and uh, I've built the, their customer success team. And then at some point I built the support team. At some point I was also leading the product team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, it's an amazing journey. You learn every day. Uh, and, and I think that, that, was the, that was the first company for sure that I uh, saw inbound demand that I saw that and in, when you get inbound demand, it means that the product solves something. Yeah. And when you look at customers and you see how they use the product and you see that uh, um, how, how helpful it is and they use it every day and they use it for hours every day, you really, you feel good. You feel good about delivering that uh, value to customers. Yeah, and, and also it's about clarifying the question first, right? Customers... Uh, ask two basic type of questions. Some of uh, some some are the very specific questions about a feature or issue, uh, while others are general about uh, a broad topic uh, or, or the opinion. But that was that was like about ten years back. There was the trend, but now the customers are really really smart, and they really, really understand that are they are, is the product really trying to solve their problem? You know. Uh, is the domain expertise that they are choosing is really solving their problem as well, right? And that that that's the value a product definitely brings in customers' life. Um, and I mean, some of the customers are like huge. Uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Dave, is um, uh, when you when we talk about when we talk about startups, right? When we have a unicorn company, what are the five elements that any entrepreneur or any startup company should focus on in terms of customer success? What would be the uh, go-to-market strategy? It's a unified strategy that you guys need to think on. Uh, what about the funding? Is it a sustainable funding model? Uh, what would be the customer success talent engine? You know, uh, How do you measure that, right? Everything that we sell. Uh, for me, the product is how I can bring revenue, but also how I can improve the product. So how do you do this advanced analytics and how do we predict customer behaviors and, and target customer segments, right? And what, would, what is the customer success at the end for you? What is the customer success philosophy that, that you think and your team work on, you know? Yeah, so first of all, I can tell you uh, it's not revenue. <laughs> Definitely not there. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I, feel, I feel that the customer success, it starts with a lot of trust the company that uh, decided to buy AppsFlyer, they believe they worked with sales, they understand the product, they understand the offering, but they believe us because they saw, even if they saw value, they saw a little bit of it, maybe a demonstration, maybe even 
You know, even if there was a POC, they saw just a glimpse of the value. That's it. There's buying a solution, definitely B2B SaaS. There's a lot of trust. So they trust us. And then the customer success manager comes very positive, responds very, very fast. And he or she are very knowledgeable about the product. So the trust increases. And then we start the onboarding, the training, the integration, and we, for the first time, we demonstrate the real value. And I try to teach that we need to focus on what the customer bought. The customer objective to buy AppSphere was optimization and uh, retargeting or remarketing. If we focus on that and we get that value as soon as possible, the customer will feel not only good, it, it, it will feel uh, that we understand them. Then we develop relationships. Then we deepen the relationship. And then I, I look at that, uh, that pyramid uh, as trust, it's something that sales started to build. Marketing, when, when they uh, build the brand, they build that trust. The accuracy of AppSire, how well that product is, uh, how scalable it is, how uh, secure no one, no one was fired for selecting IBM. <laughs> now that we're eight or nine years old, actually almost 10 years in a few months, um, today, 10 years in, you can say, no marketeer will be fired for selecting AppsFlyer. Mm-hmm. We, we, we became IBM of marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, in terms of uh, uh, the sustainable uh, uh, funding model supported by the premium services, right? The reason I'm asking you is because yeah. uh, there are two aspects of the customer success. One, um, many of the vendors uh, have forged ahead with, uh, with early customer success efforts and achieved early positive results. Now, I, I believe with AppsFlyer, that was the uh, situation because you guys had a great product. It connected with the audience. Uh, it connected with the customers, uh, uh, with the partners, and uh, it, it created a whole new spectrum. Now, in terms of sustaining that uh, funding funnel from the partners and customers, how do you see uh, that's very important in bringing new initiatives uh, for the customers to be engaged with with, with the product? Yeah, so again, first of all, a product must be good. Mm -hmm. You must have a product market fit. Yeah. Uh, Customer success with no value, there's no customer success. If there's no value in the product, right? Yeah, of course, if there's no value in the product, there's no customer success. Uh, I can save a few companies a lot of money. Don't invest in customer success if you don't have a product. If you don't have a product market fit, definitely don't invest in customer success. Then uh, to your your few points, first of all, in delivering value, you connect to revenue. So if you understand the customer very well, and something that happened for us in around 2016 was, we are fortunate that it happened. We, we, we drove so much value into the product in 2016. And 
by just by uh, uh, destiny, some some of those features became premium, and a lot of others uh, are just part of the packages, and it created the ability for customer success managers to, on one end, to provide so much value to customers. So I, I don't believe there's a customer success manager that will, in upside, that will tell you that they don't have value to speak about, even free. So a lot of free value, a lot of uh, value to push to customers. And around six, seven premium uh, products that we, we can speak with customers about. And when we see an eye intent, then we introduce the salesperson again, and then they can sell that, uh, uh, that product or feature. Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 yeah. and the outcome of this is spectacular. Uh, over two, two years and uh, nine months since we started the upsell indication from premium features, we drove nearly $202 million from existing customers. And uh, almost half of it is incremental. So new, new dollars, new bookings from existing customers. On the other side, on feature adoption indication that we started in uh, February 2019, we see uh, adoption of over 50%. So if a CSM really understand their customer and they go and they try to sell to non-premium features, probably one will be adopted. And that's stickiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 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 uh, ju just to add to what you just said, Zeev, do you think uh, it's really important um, for um, the product sales team um, to build that foundation when they create the premium offers? Even even though it's a small add-on features, um, uh, you like. For, for example, for a customer who's already using your product, he's all happy, satisfied, uh, he loves your product. But in terms of creating that long-term relationship, do you think it's important to give them add-ons uh, from time to time, period to period, in terms of uh, uh, bringing in new features? Though they have not asked it, uh, do you think that that adds a lot of revenue stream uh, and sales funnel uh, too? Absolutely, I, I believe in both. I believe that uh, product should uh, add uh, lots of increments uh, on both the non-premium and the premium side. And customer success managers should go and ask customers, what are your plans for next year? What are your challenges? What are the KPIs that you're uh, being measured on? If I understand your goals, if I understand your challenges, if I can help you with some of my features today, or if I can raise product requests, product features from the things that you want to have and currently I cannot uh, achieve for you, uh, I will be uh, the, the most valuable piece in your team. And, and that's, that's where we, 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 we target, this, this is where we aim. We want to be the trusted advisor. We want customers to feel that we are on their team. We want them to trust us with their most important data, information, and, and, and knowledge. And, and I think that, you know, a company that sells to a customer, so SaaS B2B is, is just, it's amazing because when you sell to a customer, when you are engaged with a customer for eight years, 
And they started with you in user acquisition, went to remarketing, went to segmentation, and now they do with you people-based attribution, then you evolve with them. Some of the employees are not in the company anymore and you are. And I, th I think it's, it's remarkable. I think it's, it's uh, part of the beauties of, of, of customer success. And I think connecting again to the product side and requests, I think that in early days of a startup or a young company, the CSM is a kind of a firewall yeah. and a router. <laughs> you need to know which requests to get in and what to block. But really, there's some input that is super important that we will get in. But sometimes that uh, other request that you, you know that you cannot achieve now, if you don't push it into the company, you save a lot of time for many, many people. And the company is very lean. That's in the beginning. I think today, it's really important to bring all the inputs. And product managers need to merge and understand what is really, really needed and what is less. Yeah, and I agree with you. Uh, sometimes, uh, like I, like I talk to a lot of people, uh, and one thing that I always tell them is like the product manager is is the key for um, he he or she who is leading the product. They have to be really passionate about what they are building. You know, in terms of connecting that to the customer, in terms of bringing out what customer needs, and understanding the balance between. This is the customer needs. This is what we can give them, and come to the balance of like this is what this this is what we can create out of the features or the requirements that the customer has given me, and um, and this is what I have to do. And they they work hand in hand because sometimes you know yourself, right? Um, uh, you get a list of list of things from from customers, and then you have to make sure that you can deliver that as well. But also one of the important um, question that comes is uh, for us to deliver, and once the product is delivered, I'm not telling, I'm not talking when we started the company or when it's just a startup. You know, you don't have those um, uh, budgets and all of that to have that. But once you are successful, how how important is for you uh, as as a customer success uh, leader in in Apps Flyer uh, to build that success talent engine? a talented staff uh, that is a backbone of any strong customer success effort that you guys put into the software vendors uh, um, uh, to achieve and bring in those leads. Uh, how important is that factor for you? To me, it's super important because, you know, when you started the, the previous, like uh, three, three questions ago, I thought you, you were asking me, what is the five things that the company needs uh, to, to be successful? And, one of those for sure is the people, mm -hmm. right? The, hire the right people, build the right culture. But people is so crucial, so crucial because it's like, it's not only that you hire the right people, you also need the right talent that uh, can grow. Uh, you know, sometimes you can hire two people. One is already grown and uh, there's not a lot of place to grow for, for him or her. And another that can grow now for five years. And those are the people that you need. Uh, people that are um, very mature, they have common sense, uh, they are uh, independent and they grow and, and they, are, they are angry for, 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 the, for more, for more. And you, you can scale with them. In the beginning, we had so much work that my CEO said, 
60%, 60% of the leads you should not let in. We work on, on only 40% of the leads, qualify them and like, just activate only 40% of the leads. And we did, we did. I, I did. Uh, uh, it was very, very hard for me. So I, I let 60% in and I blocked 40%. But <laughs> it, it, was, it was amazing. And then we were only three people and then four and then five. And then, and then the, 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 the customer success management uh, grew. But back then, you need to understand, we were also the salespeople. We, we did inbound sales. We were not customer success managers. We were customer success managers that are selling or demonstrating to customers. And then when, when those uh, leads got converted, we were their customer success managers. And then we started to learn what is our playbook, our methodology, the tools. In the beginning, we had nothing with Skype, Google Hangout, <laughs> and HiRise as a CRM. Mm-hmm. And and um, uh, now that now that uh, um, Apps Flyer uh, is on a growth journey, it's growing stronger and stronger, um, and 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 the culture and and the team that you guys have built around you. Um, where do you think uh, how how important? Let's let's talk about how important is. Um, uh, customer success. This, this is a new trend. How how important it is to have the customer success teams uh, in the in the companies or in the startups which are unicorns? Um, is you think they add a lot of value? Uh, because the growing trend in the industry these days is you have product team, then you have sales team, you have marketing team, and then you have. Uh, a customer success uh, team who would work with RFPs, who would work with uh, 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 the business uh, with your uh, with your potential customers, uh, who bring in a lot of value, who help them build their PPTs and all of that stuff. And they create. I'm I'm agreeing that they create a lot of value, but sometimes uh, some companies are hesitant to share, uh, even though there is customer success team to help them. How do how do you think that we have to tackle that? Uh, in in terms of trusting uh, uh, the customer success, and because what like this is what comes in right. Like I think you have gone into you're working with a with a with a team, and uh, the customer is hesitant to share the internal information because I think okay, what if we don't go with these guys? How how do you think we have to build that trust? Telling that guys, even if we don't go with you or if you don't choose us, we would still help you at least to give a try, uh, and we wouldn't be you know breaching those those. Uh, uh, internal information. Uh, how important is that in an industry today? Yeah, I, I, I think around that, um, you know, I see many companies are going too fast on com- complexing the customer success uh, yeah. department and, you know, running to commercials, running to revenue. Run- and it's so wrong. It's like, as, as, as I hate measuring customer success on churn because it's a lagging indicator. I also, I, I really hate uh, putting customer success so much close to revenue. It should be secondary. Revenue is secondary. Now you need to know, now you need to see how you build the way towards it. Now you need to see what, uh, how you take it uh, uh, towards, uh, towards that. And, and it's super important. And that's on that side. On the other side, we are now 1,000 employees, probably 1,015. 
Um, to date, customer success is built from one main role, a, a little bit more technical role, and a sales support role, solution architect. So customer success, senior customer success, team leader, etc. We have the strategic customer success manager. They are a little bit more uh, technical. And we have the solution architects, which are very technical. And then in the US, they don't even manage customers. They just do the pre-sales and onboarding. Mm-hmm. But this is a company that is now eight years, uh, sorry, almost 10 years old. Uh, I get it mixed up. Uh, and then we st- I, I, I don't have verticals. I don't have onboarding role. And I, this, we try to be very, very focused. Mm-hmm. And it can have also negative points, but the, the positive points are so great that, that you must continue on that. The, the, the level of knowledge, the level of, of the technical level of people, the level of uh, engagement with product, the level of is, is so, so great that, uh, you know, sometimes I see startups with 50 people and the customer success team is seven and you already have one implementation manager, one onboarding manager, one, <laughs> you know, I, I say a lot that the onboarding stage in a customer journey is the honeymoon. And sometimes <laughs> when you have a solution architect or a precinct engineer, and then you end off to an onboarding manager, and then they on, end, end over it to a customer success manager, I say, so we had an honeymoon, but we didn't invite the husband. Mm-hmm. So the customer success manager must be there. And for sure in those small companies, medium companies, even companies that are growing a little bit uh, older and being hundreds, I still think that there's a huge, and again, it goes back to the trust that the customer success manager, when they solve something for you, when they help you in the onboarding, when they respond to you so fast, uh, it always connects for me to the quote of Maya Angelou. It's not about what uh, you say to people. It's not about what you do for them. It's how you make them feel. That's what, that's what they remember. So a customer success manager that ensured you that the onboarding will be two weeks and that helped you onboard in two weeks, when I'll speak with you about that in five years, you will never, you will never remember the price that you signed on or the features that you got or the features that you didn't get. You will remember the onboarding because you remember how it made you feel. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Uh, just on that Michelangelo was a quote which you gave, uh, I was reading one of the articles, uh, very interesting articles uh, by McKinsey and Co. Uh, that they they say that the customer success is evolving from a sales activity to a philosophy. So you have uh, you have a software business transition uh, to subscription based models as B two B customers uh, increasingly expect consumer like experiences. Players with the customer focused culture uh, are likely to escape, but also. Uh, then it, it, it goes from sales activity to a, to a functional uh, activity, and then it leads to a philosophy. So I completely relate what you just said. Uh, down the lane when we have that, uh, and the support uh, and an ongoing churn of helping the customers, you wouldn't realize like, oh, okay, what's this? But you only remember the value that you, uh, that you have created for that um, 
for that customer but also do you think do you think uh, uh, the customer success team should also be part of daily engagements with the product team do you think that they have to work hand in hand in order to deliver um uh, some amazing products to the customer do you do you, do you agree with that Absolutely. Yeah, I think that you know, in the end, if you think about it, it's like it's a customer success manager. They sit in a room, imaginary house. They sit in a room, and think about the product manager. Sometimes they come to the customer success room, and the customer success manager opens the window to show the product manager how it looks like in the field. They invite them, they show them, they show them how how customers are using the product that they built. So sometimes, by the way, we show it also to the engineers because we want the engineers to understand what they've built and how it's being used. And I can tell you that uh, technologically today, uh, we are using Gong. So many, many, many of the calls with customers are being recorded. And then product, product can go in Gong, search for uh, the name of their feature, and then see all the calls that their feature was mentioned. It's remarkable. It's re- you don't need to see the entire video. You just come, you see two minutes before, two minutes after, the exact area that spoke about the court analysis or the remarketing dashboard or the custom dashboard or their API. And, and product uh, gets a lot of value out of that. In addition, uh, I mentioned before also, we, we are recording all the product requests in Salesforce. And we have a very interesting process where we are merging requests. So in the end, if 10 customers requested something, then we know that it's 10 and we know which 10 and we know also what is the monetary value, what is the run rate of these customers that requested that. And we can then, uh, this helps us prioritize. Uh, In addition, we just, uh, a couple of months ago, we improved the process uh, with product managers that the SLA to get a response, to get an answer for the customer about this feature request is now up to two weeks. So within two weeks, the customer will know if it's coming soon, it's coming later, or it's not coming. Mm-hmm. And those are the answers, that's it. Yes, yes long, no. Well, I I, I, I I like that. And uh, uh, to be honest, um, the one thing, um, the one thing I have seen uh, in some of the, uh, I was talking to the CTO um, in the previous episode um, uh, from, um, uh, from Capita team, uh, he's the chief uh, growth uh, officer. And he was telling me uh, some important aspects of six keys um, uh, to the customer success. So he laid that out in a, in a really precise way. He said that the focus, the function on the customer success, what is that focus? Like as you mentioned, Zeev, uh, about what is the problem? Why are you solving that? Then using the leading indicators to drive accountability, uh, the accountability of uh, what would you bring uh, to their problem and how their problem will be solved and their life will be more easy. Then create a tight engagement model. I'm just remembering out of the box of what he just said uh, about four or five weeks back. So he said, then he said, you have to create a tight engagement model uh, with your customers and your, and your product. 
and that that is created by the customer success team and then act on the real time value that you guys create design the function to cover the customer base then hire peers or or um, uh, or your team uh, to help them the engagement the deployment uh, winning the lead how the transition happens uh, most of the times uh, uh, what happens is like you won um, this lead you have a customer who wants to get on board uh the question that they had how do we deploy this how do we transition from the older stuff to the new stuff um do we it's have amazing that you mentioned that uh, in the early days the first customer success managers we wanted to be them to be technical and then yeah. for me technical it's not a 100% technical programmer <laughs> or whatever it's a little bit technical and then also coachable and then we 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 taught them to you know sometimes the marketer asks or sometimes there's a CTO even or VP in engineering or product manager on the call and they ask in the integration how complex is that integration and then what we taught them to say is that for uh, deploying our SDK within your iOS application you only need to add those two lines in the did become active function in the, the app delegate And a customer success manager saying that to a CTO, the CTO in a second, of course they understood now that it's very, very easy and it will take two minutes. But the level of trust is now very, very high. And remember that we come and we help the marketeer. Now the marketeer usually, they don't have a great relationship internally with the product manager or the engineering. They usually waste their time. So now they just got points by us helping them. Yeah. And this yeah. is this is amazing. This is uh and it happens only in the beginning very 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 beginning of the relationship only when we do the integration after that it's transparent it's it's amazing. But those places where other companies other solutions can see as challenges I see is the is it's it's a it's a, an amazing opportunity to jump to the next level of of that relationship. Yeah, and um, one thing I want to ask you, Zev, is uh, let let us talk about the user research, right? Uh, the user research is really important. Uh, like when I work with products, when I am with a design team, and when I'm and when I'm with marketing and sales guys, when I'm sometimes I do the RFPs myself uh, to understand that what the what the needs are. How how important is uh, that from the customer success team to ask these questions to the product team? That what do you think is the product opportunity questions? There's lots of discussions between the partnership team and the customer success team and the product and the support team and the product. Lots of discussions. Um, I'm I'm not sure to your point. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, there's 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 always like this push from product. There's pull from product from customers. Uh, there's lots of lots of different uh, uh, forces here. Okay, so what what I meant was um, for for let, let me let me break down this. So sure. Uh, so imagine I'm a product manager and I'm working with uh, you, and we have a potential lead. Okay, so I tell you, Zee, this these are the features I have. Uh, this may fit well uh, with what the customer wants, and. then uh you and your team are working with the customers from like months 
and um, they are about to win the lead but you get to realize some new things from the customer and uh, we can't have that uh, in, in, in the product. I mean, we can't bring it in a very short time. So what are the transparent conversations that you, you need to have among this chain of product managers, customer success and the customer because the customer wants that. If he doesn't have that, he won't sign it. And the product team cannot bring that because they are tight scheduled. How do you think that we have to balance that up as a, as a customer success? That is what I meant. Like, how do you have to have the transparent conversations telling that guys, we need this, how do we pull this off? Or how do we bring this incrementally in, with, to the customer or to the, um, uh, to the market? Uh, if, there isn't, if you have not decided that would be the strategy uh, for this year or quarter or whatever it is. That is what I meant. Yeah. So uh, in those cases, and we only do that for, you know, top, top leads, uh, top uh, prospects. Mm-hmm then we really just scope the need. Uh, the amazing thing about Upstar is that uh, it's almost not, it's, it's never even a branch in the code. It's never a new version. It's always, you know, it, in the end, it goes to the general version. Uh, sometimes it, it takes a few months, but it goes in the end to the gener- general uh, version. And it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, uh, you know, we, up to, Two years ago, uh, we, we didn't do it at all. Now we do it for very specific customers. But, you know, when you bring the big, big customers of the world, Walmart and AliExpress, you do some, some things for them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, Ziv. Um, how, 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 a day in the life of Ziv. Uh, what is fun for Ziv? Um, you know, apart from, uh, apart from working, what does Ziv does and like to do uh, during his free time? And, uh, and then what is fun uh, for your team? And, and um, how, do you, how do you feel or measure the success uh, when the customer uh, uh, has signed up for uh, um, uh, for AppSfly, like, well, what do you guys uh, do on that part? Yeah, so for me, uh, you know, what you asked, fun personally or uh, in, in? You know, in personally, personally, and with the job. Yeah, personally okay. and with the job. <laughs> personally, I think that definitely in twenty twenty, I think in COVID is uh, you know. Uh, taking my kids to kindergarten and school every day, uh, <laughs> some many many days in the week of also having lunch with them and uh, for sure uh, dinner, uh, being with them more. I think that's that that was the best side of COVID. Uh, in 2019, I flew 180,000 uh, kilometers. Uh, oh wow! Miles, miles, and in 2020, zero. So it's a, it's a very big change. Um, and, and I think, you know, I like to play the guitar. I like watching, watching TV, but, but in the end, we, we are working a lot uh, when we are not doing one of those things. Uh, at, at work, um, you know, I, I enjoy seeing customers selecting us and then, you know, getting the value, getting the, the, the value that they wanted very, very fast. Uh, I love uh, seeing uh, successful employees on both sides, my teams uh, and people growing. And, you know, I always give it as an example, we have around 40 leaders in, among my teams. The, my team is now uh, almost 230 people in uh, 14 offices. That's huge. We have around 40, 40 managers and maybe four I hired from the outside. 
Mm-hmm. The rest that, 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 that's a huge thing to manage, my friend. I was in, I was in one of those shoes. um few years back as well um but it's it, it it gets fun when the strategy from the top till the till the bottom is very transparent um i i like uh uh that kind of leadership where, you know you know when you are transparent from the top to bottom you are accessible for me leadership is accessible uh like i when i work with the team i tell my folks like whenever you want you have a question you're stuck somewhere you don't get it ping me if i can't get the help i'll try to somebody i'll try someone that can help you and um, and then sometimes i sit down i enjoy i i enjoy i enjoy coding but sometimes i sit down to code um since now you work with the product and the strategy and all of that stuff you don't get chance but um uh, to your point i i do, i do love that and and it's 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 a huge responsibility as well because uh if you have a big team uh the people who you work uh they look up to you they look up to what change you bring in their lives and also the change that uh, they want uh, from the career as well like is, is it satisfying is, is is it good and that that brings to my question of the culture that apps flyer um, uh, has within the company and uh, it's it's going what next what's next for uh, for um, uh, for apps flyer what what are the initiatives and and all that stuff uh uh 2021 what are the what are the high level plans from zev yeah again i think uh, for for apps for 2021 or even uh, beyond it, it's it's building an amazing company you know when we started we thought about what uh, how can we go and uh, build the company then we we wanted to sell more and and get more customers and we wanted to serve everyone we still uh serve everyone um and and today we 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 really feel that there's a huge opportunity here to build this next salesforce or adobe or size of company uh we're definitely there so now we need to go um uh, you know we did uh uh from 0 to 200 million arr in uh, less than 10 years in uh, almost 9 years um it's remarkable and then from 100 million arr to 200 in 2 years it's remarkable things and then uh, it's uh, sometimes you know you look at that and you say wow that's like it's a a story from uh, from from the books yeah i mean you you mean the journey it's like um it's like a miracle uh journey uh from uh, like i've 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 been following apps flyer from um, from a long time um uh and and i'm really really happy uh for um uh you know for um uh, orain and and his team especially you when i wanted to reach out to you um this was mainly because it, it is remarkable uh, how uh, the company has uh, shot up from from being an accelerator uh, from the microsoft ventures uh, from the series a funding from pitango and then you know uh, um, uh, to where it is today it, it, it's a remarkable journey. and it only happened when you have right amount of people um, who bring in uh, the right amount of value who believe in in the product as well so it's an amazing amazing feat uh when uh, one, one 
one thing I wanted to um, uh, congratulate you as well on, on the remarkable journey of you and your team have achieved as well from the customer success point. The reason is um, I talk to a lot of companies who don't have a customer success team. And I sometimes I'm like, guys, you, you need to think because you're doing, your company is doing really great, but you don't have a customer success team. Um, and you need to, you need to create one. The reason is because they add a lot of value. I mean, they bring a lot of value. With that said, I just want to ask you some questions, um, which I got from some of our um, uh, listeners. Is uh, um, uh, top five question? Top five. Uh, uh, let me read the question. Top five uh, points that you want to give to an aspiring customer success manager or a customer success employee, um, so customer success guy. You know, what are the top key points that you would give away? Yeah. So I, I think a customer success manager has to have three things in my mind. They, have, uh, they, have, they must have amazing relationship skills, both building and deepening. They must be super passionate about helping someone get, get be successful. And uh, it all, it's always two things. It's, it's a company that you work with and it's an individual that uh, sometimes they align with the, what the company wants to achieve. Sometimes they also have their own personal agenda and you can also help them achieve that. Uh, for our stage, I always tell customer success managers that they need to be strategic in their mindset and not to only be able to deliver the AppSphere of 2020, but also to sell the vision of AppSphere of 2022. And uh, that's not every customer success manager can do. Uh, in the last year or so, I always tell people when, I, when they ask for my advice, I tell them, you should always know everything. Now, to know everything, you must first of all know what is the everything of now. So if I'm, <laughs> so a, new customer success, yeah. if I'm a new customer success manager at AppSlyer today and I start today, my know everything is the company, the product, and if I'm, if I'm a little bit technical, also the architecture, how it works, how it's built, what are the layers. Three months in, my know everything is to know everything about my customers. A year in, if I was promoted to be a team leader, my know everything now got a little bit uh, uh, complex because I need to know, first of all, everything about my team members, but I also need to know everything about some key customers in their portfolios and so on and so on. So know everything. And first of all, know the, what is the current everything you need to know. Well, that, that, that is, that is um, really, really, really an important one. Uh, one more thing is, is it, you, you should, you should, there should be an active team player as well. Do you think that's very important as well? Like for example, uh, to be a people person when you are a success, customer success guy, uh, because it goes, uh, first, it goes to the first one. The relationship is in internal, it's external. If you're, I, I, I believe, you know, in my personal uh, motto, I'm saying big work hard, be kind and be as responsive as possible. I think when you do those three things where first of all, you know, work hard, you know, that's, that's good for anything, good for the company, it's good for you. It's like, it doesn't mean work a lot of hours, but work hard, invest, be invested, be all in. When I say uh, be kind, I think, you know, uh, sometimes we need to say no, but you can still be kind while, while you are saying no. Many of the times you want to say yes. When you say yes, definitely be kind. At some point I read a book about like also, 
what words you should emphasize and stuff. So in the past, uh, I was meeting with customers and I, someone would ask me if we can do something and I would say yes. And then after reading the book, uh, I'm, when, when someone is asking me about uh, some of those things, I'd say absolutely yes, because you emphasize how positive you are. And I think that's, that's why, you know, in the end, when I interview people today, in the end of the, of the interview, I know many things about the, the, the candidate. I saw a presentation, I spoke with them, I saw their entire CV, I saw what all the other interviewers wrote. But in the end, I asked myself one small question that uh, it's summarizing everything. Do I want to meet that person again? That's very important. And if I want to meet that person again, it's a very good indication how customers will like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's around the be kind. Yeah. And be, be responsible, responsive as possible, you know. I think responsive is, uh, I always say that uh, in that manner, I, th- I say this is the cheapest thing, this is the most inexpensive thing that you can do for your customer. Think about a customer, the, one of your biggest customers, Walmart, is now asking for a feature. Even if you are su- super fortunate and successful and, and you have a great uh, a product and engineering team, it will take you three, four months to turn around this feature. But if you got an email today from Walmart and, and it's your top email and you now turn it around in one minute, that's on you. And, and you know, that's for me, that's like, calling the customer and say, oh, you, are, you know what? I wanted to tell you, you are a VIP, but you cannot tell a customer that they are a very important customer. You can show it to them. And it cool. goes back to the Maya Angelou quote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the questions, um, one of the things, uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the three top most tools or communication tools you think uh, the aspiring customer uh, success managers should use or work with. Uh, that's very important. That will help them in in their careers if they choose this this path. Uh, tools like software. Uh, no, the, in in the tools like the communication tools. What are the uh, like they're asking is you suggest them to read more, understand more uh, articles and 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 blogs uh, that will help them to understand the situations and the use cases or the or all of that uh, from your perspective. Um, uh, what are the three things that you do uh, to yeah. broaden your knowledge and uh, and that, that stuff? Yeah, so you know, I, I read uh, very very good books. Uh, you know, during the years, one of the books that really influenced me in the beginning, in the very, very early career, was uh, Accountable by uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, okay. former mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is really fundamental book. It doesn't doesn't matter if you like the the Rudy or not, but it really. I explain to you uh, what it what what accountable means. Mm-hmm. I'm accountable. Uh, I think it 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 it, it teaches a, a big a portion of leadership. Second book I read uh, and I re- I heard uh, a lot in in Audible is uh, Shoe Dog, the 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 book from the founder of Nike. Mm-hmm. 
it shows, it demonstrates a lot about not stopping. Mm -hmm. Never stop. Never, never stop trying. Okay. Yeah, and uh, one of the one of the books that um, I remember I read way early uh, in my career is I I read, I, I read a lot. Uh, I think I read about twenty one books this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, it, it's, it's crazy because I read a lot a lot of stuff. So the one thing that helped me when when I just when I this way back was ownership thinking by Brad Hams. Um, that that book literally changed the way uh, you have to think in terms of what you own um, and how you delegate that stuff uh, to your partners, to your to your colleagues, to your um, teams, and 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 be responsible to deliver those. Uh, um, uh, uh, those values, uh, what you think uh, you 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 provide uh, from that product. So that 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 really helped. One of the interesting book that I was reading this year was Side Hustle. Uh, if you, I would recommend you to read that. That's a really really nice book. Um, uh, it, it, it brings a lot of a uh, uh, lot of. Um, uh, uh, ideas about uh, uh, how an entrepreneur should think um, from um, from from when he starts a new venture and and what are the what are the stuff like it's it's by Chris Gil I don't know if I can pronounce his name right his name is Chris Gil uh, it, it is a great book and I recommend uh, my readers as well my uh, listeners as well and and to you Zeev as well you know have a have a check if you if you if you got some Christmas time off you know. Very interesting. Very nice. uh, the, by the way, the latest book I read was uh, "Deliver Happiness" by Tony Shea. Okay. Um, and you know, the, there's a lot of emphasis in the culture and how we build the upstar uh, according to to the vision of Tony Shea. And it's uh, surprisingly, I, I I must tell you that I didn't know Tony Shea as a figure before he died. Yeah, uh, I, I was. But but, but I, I know the vision, and uh, now I read the book, and now I understand a lot more. And it also makes me me think a lot more about it. And uh, uh, you know, I was really disappointed when um, Tony Shea passed. Uh, uh, he was a pioneer. Uh, I find that. Uh, uh, his path to profit, passion, and, and and purpose that he had for Zappos, uh, that he built for Zappos, was really brilliant. And it's really unfortunate, you know. Um, uh, but his legacy lives on uh, uh, for us to read and 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 and, and evolve from it. Uh, but I agree with you. I haven't read his book, um, but um, uh, but I'm, I I plan to. Uh, I had I had it in my. Uh, list that I have to read that book, but um, with, with you just giving me a hint about it, I'm going to definitely add that to my um, my Kindle list and, uh, you know, uh, probably read that as well. Uh, one, one more book, I think, if uh, if you want to, if you, if you want to think like a monk by Jay Shetty, uh, that is, that's a nice book as well. I, uh, some people say it, it, it's not the book uh, for all, uh, but I kind of like some parts of that book where he speaks about um, the meditation, uh, uh, the leadership qualities, the culture you want to build, the community. Okay, here's the difference between 
bringing different cultures and here's the difference between building a community uh, out of what you do building a community from the ground up uh, for any company an entrepreneur or a founder is very important so he speaks about building a community as well so that, that these are important facts but definitely books bring a lot of knowledge uh, and um, and and you have to read a lot uh, in order to understand every perspective of uh, each and every uh, every persons as well so yeah, uh, the last question, uh, uh, which is really interesting, I wanted to ask you is, uh, this was this was this was someone somebody from somebody from Apps Flyer itself. They just DM me on on LinkedIn last night, telling that ask Ziv, uh, can he sing? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I play the guitar, but I don't sing. <laughs> Maybe they have heard you singing once. That's the reason. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we have one hour. I still have a lot of things to talk, um, but it was really fun to talk to you. Ziv. You know, I think we should do a part two. Like we should bring Oren and and um, and 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 do a part two of what his vision is and how he he got Apps Flyer into it. Uh, but it, it was great fun. I I have a lot of questions, but I know you have. You had just one hour for for us to do um, the, the talk, but definitely I want to have an episode two of you where we talk about like some technical stuff uh, or probably um, some some product stuff where I would tell my experience of how I failed when I started the startup, how I won you know the startup, and where I am today. So it's gonna be fun. But yeah, look, it, it, it was a great I would great love, day. I would love that. Yeah, I, I want to do that. I want to definitely do that. Let's, so let's 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 finish this year come back in the new year we'll plan something out and definitely we can have a part two where we would we would have more conversation about um, i want to definitely have a conversation with you on um, on uh, how to build a community i'm very passionate about how to build a community from the ground up you know building a community with people different cultures different background uh, and lift them up uh, so that they connect to something uh, so we can definitely have that uh, in, in the next episode or so okay sounds good so thank you very much, my friend. Um, uh, thanks for joining. I wish you uh, a great holiday time with your kids and family. And uh, I'll see you around in New Year. Thank you so much. Uh, I, th I think it was it was brilliant talking to Zev. Uh, I'm really looking forward for uh, another chat with him. Uh, with that said, I just want to wish all my subscribers and viewers and listeners um, uh, happy 2021. Uh, I hope this year is going to change a lot of things for everybody around the world. Thanks for your love and support uh, to Tech Leader Podcast. Uh, we, I try to take a lot of questions. I try to improvise. Um, so thanks for your support. Thanks for your feedbacks. Keep the love coming. We are on all the major platforms now. Um, until the next episode, this is Kazim Hussain signing off.